Hello and welcome back to episode 10 of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants. It's a dad and daughter football podcast with myself, Lauren. And me, Graham. And you did a good job last week on your own, Dad. Thank you very much for doing that. How was it? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was hopefully not too boring. No, it was very good. And obviously it's tough times on everyone so far at the moment. But we thought it's a perfect opportunity, whilst people have the time, to maybe listen to some podcasts. And even though there isn't any current football on at the moment, we're still managing to have a look, a look back at some of the greatest football teams of all time. So what we're going to do this week is we're taking an opportunity to look at some of the greatest teams that the Premier League has ever seen. And we're going to look at the current teams in the Premier League and select which we think have been their best seasons so far in the Premier League. So we're going to have some old stuff, some new stuff, and we'll do 10 teams this week and 10 teams next week. So we're going to kick off what I'm going to kick off with Bournemouth. So the Cherries, they made their first ever feature in the Premier League in 2015-16 season and have remained there ever since. And so I've picked for Bournemouth's best season in the Premier League. I've gone for their second season. So that's 2016 and 2017. So they were basically largely tipped to suffer second season syndrome. People thought they'd be gone pretty much, but they defied all odds. And they finished in ninth place under Eddie Howe. And that's their best finish ever in the Premier League so far. The highlight of that season, probably it's got to be their 4-3 win over Liverpool, I'd say. And they came back from 2-0 down. And their top goal scorer back then was Josh King with 16 goals. Now, 2016-2017, that mustn't mean too long after he left Rovers, eh? Josh King, yeah. Yeah, he started at Man United, Rovers for a couple of seasons, I think. Good player. Yeah, very good player. Obviously, he's been linked going back with Man United. So that's my season for Bournemouth. I've gone for 2016-2017, ninth place in the Premier League. So I'm into Everton. I'm going to go a bit rogue. So I'm going 1986-87. Everton were champions that season. Howard Kendall was a manager, famously Blackburn manager as well. Had a cracking team for Blackburn in the third division, promotion from the third division. Absolutely brilliant manager. Passed away, unfortunately. Uh, Everton that season played 42, lost eight. 86 points, 9 points clear of Liverpool, local rivals. That team, I remember it well, built on a solid defence. Neville Southall in the nets, Kevin Ratcliffe in the middle of defence, and a real solid team. Top scorer, Trevor Stephen. I think Trevor Stephen was more a midfield player, but he got 14 goals that season to help Everton win the championship. Good team in those days, Everton. They then won the last three matches to make sure they got over the line. One of the highlights of the season was Boxing Day, where they had a 4-0 win, St James's Park, Newcastle. So yeah, Everton, 1986-87. So is that before it was the Premier League officially? Yes. Okay, so it's pretty tough to beat my next team. Of course, I've gone for Arsenal, and it's got to be the 2003-2004, the Invincible season. So champions of the Premier League without a single defeat, and they're the only team to have ever achieved that. Obviously, Liverpool weren't very close so far this season, but um, they didn't do it. So 26 wins and 12 draws, and obviously they're managed by Arsene Wenger. And they won on 90 points, and they're 11 clear of Chelsea in second. And I guess the team was mostly remembered for its attacking genius, really. He had their top goal scorer for three years running, and that was, of course, Thierry Henry. 39 goals in 51 games. Of other, I mean, you can name the whole team, really. Midfield, they have Vieira, Robert Perez. He himself actually scored 14 goals that season. Lungberg, uh, they conceded just 26 goals as well. 
In defence, there's Sol Campbell, Cola Torre. Uh, do you remember that season well, the Invincibles? What a brilliant team. How on earth did they ever say boring, boring Arsenal? I mean, I'm sure they weren't that boring, boring. Goes down in history as a, as a group of players. And I think it just shows how hard it is to actually do that for a whole season. A lot of people say that maybe Man City last season or Liverpool this season are better than them. But you can't argue with the stats, right? I think you're middle of midfield player. Up and down the pitch, big engine. Your Patrick Vieira's, your yeah. Frank Lampard's for Chelsea, your Kante for Leicester, those middle and midfield can be so, so influential. And that's what he was that season. So I'm on to uh, Brighton next. And Brighton's first season back in the Premier League or in the Premier League, 2017-18. They finished 15th that year under Chris Hutton. What a brilliant job Chris Hutton did. I'm not sure what he's doing, actually, Chris I Hutton. I don't think he's... I think I've seen him on Sky Sports recently. I don't think yeah, he's currently. I, uh, very unassuming manager, good player, good full-back for Tottenham. Chris Hutton, he did a great job bringing them up. Funnily enough, that season... One of the late games in that season, 2017, towards the back end of the season, before they got promoted, we were there actually, watching Blackburn lose 1-0 at Brighton. What a fantastic atmosphere, 30,000 fans, a really great stadium, a really great atmosphere, one of the best new stadiums I've been in It is quite new, isn't it? Yeah, fantastic though. So Brighton, 2017-18, highlights of the season, they had a 3-0 win at West Ham in October, and the team you just talked about, Arsenal, they beaten 2-1 at home in March, so a good win, and guess what, top score. Of course it was. Glenn Murray, 14 goals. Well done, Glenn. Right, let's have a look at Burnley. So I've gone for their 2017 and 18 season. Obviously, a lot of fans cherish that. They finished seventh under Sean Dyche. So they qualified for the Europa League, Burnley. Ridiculous, they did very well. Do you know what, their opening match of the season, they actually won away at Chelsea 3-2. So that's probably on paper their biggest result, but finishing seventh is a great achievement for them. And Chris Wood was their top goal scorer with 10 goals, closely followed by Ashley Barnes on nine goals. I mean, when we say things like Thierry Henry getting 39 goals or whatever in a season, but it just shows Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes. And since then, that was three years ago now, they're still a very good pairing. So um, that's what I've gone for Burnley 2017-2018 season. Well done, Burnley. Liverpool, we've got to do some Liverpool talk here. Yes, they're having a brilliant season, but I remember very, very, very well they were the dominant team in England and Europe for decades, really. Go back to the first season when it went from two points to three points for a win, 1981-82. So the first season with three points. Oh, I didn't know that. And Liverpool, believe it or not, second, they won the title that year, second with Ipswich, uh, now in League One, and struggling to get out of it. So Ipswich, sure, under Bobby Robson that year. It was second, Liverpool won by four points. 48 goal difference, wow. Out of the 42 matches, it was 42 matches then, 87 points. And now they've got 82 from 29 matches. Just tells you something, doesn't it? Bill Shankly had died that season. Ex-manager Bob Paisley was the manager. And what a team right through uh, from the goals, Grobbler. And then just reflecting all these people who've gone on to be commentators, the team was built on Hanson, Lawrence and Souness and Dalgleish. All quite famous pundits. They did the double over Everton that year, beating them twice, 3-1. They did the double because they also got the League Cup winning 3-1 against Tottenham at Wembley. What a fantastic team, Liverpool. Well done. Crystal Palace now. So I've picked their highest ever league finish. Now this was what was the old first division, so now the Premier League, where back in 1990-91 season they finished third. 
and managed by Steve Koppel, ahead of Man City, Man United, Chelsea, Tottenham. Famously, Ian Wright scored a hat-trick in just 18 minutes in their penultimate game away to Wimbledon. I mean, I'm not going to say that this is my era because I wasn't actually born then, but do you remember that one quite well, Crystal Palace, 1990? Yeah, I think they got to cup semi-finals and... Brighton Wright, I th- yeah, they were a good team. Because this Palace. was before Ian Wright moved to Arsenal. That's right? right, yeah. Brighton Wright was the forward partnership and, uh, oh, they had a cracking team, Crystal Palace, yeah. So that was the season that I've gone for, third in the league, 1990 to 1991. So actually I've gone for the next season, which actually was the first season of the Premier League, 1992-93. Uh, I've gone for Norwich and Norwich were third that year. Um, good team in those days, Norwich. They were actually third. Man United won it. Villa were second. Norwich third. And Blackburn Rovers were fourth. Brilliant. Uh, and even though Blackburn finished below Norwich, I remember very well sitting in my house in Clitheroe watching Blackburn beat Norwich 7-1 at Ewood. What a fantastic match that was. Mike Walker was the manager, ex-Everton. It was a great season. But the thing that was funny that season, Ipswich, their big rivals in the tractor derby, whatever they call it, beat them twice. So Ipswich did the double over them, despite the fact Norwich finished third. Good team, some famous names. Brian Gunn in the net, Ian Crook. Raoul Fox, good winger. Mark Bowen, Gary Megson, Chris Sutton up front. Then went on to play for Blackburn, of course. Started at centre-back, Chris Sutton. Another uh, pundit, very much five lives a big one, Chris Sutton these days. Very outspoken, says what he thinks. Very interesting to listen to, actually, Chris Sutton. So there you go, Norwich. What a good team they were in 1992-93. First season of the Premier League. We've only got a couple more teams left and then, like I say, we're going to look at the next 10 next week. So the last team for me that I've picked out, Leicester, I mean, obviously can't not talk about 2015, 16. Do you know what? They're actually called um, the Unbelievables, obviously a bit of play on the world for the Invincibles. And the start of the season, they were 5,000 to 1 outsiders and the season before they just about stayed up actually thanks to Nigel Pearson so in 2015-2016 they won it Leicester City won the Premier League managed obviously by Claudio Ranieri Jamie Vardy broke the record for goals scored in consecutive games in the Premier League he scored 11 games consecutively they won on 81 points 10 clear of Arsenal oh, they had loads of great results they beat Liverpool 2-0 at home they won at the Etihad 3-1 overall Vardy scored 24 goals in total and of course, that's where some of the big names just started their career, really. Obviously, Angola Kante, Riyad Mahrez, who both were picked up by big teams in the end. And then you had players like real good English players like Wes Morgan, Mark Albrighton, obviously Jamie Vardy himself. Obviously, famously, Gary Lineker presented Match Today in his underpants, which was quite entertaining for all of us, really. As I said before, if you find every champions of every Premier League, not guaranteed, but I think more than likely you'll find a midfield dynamo. Brian Robson for Man United, etc. There's always somebody in that middle of midfield. Kante, Scorsi, driving the team forward. So what a brilliant season. My last one is Southampton, 1996-97 season. Actually, it wasn't a brilliant season. They finished 16th, a point off the drop. Graham Soonis was the manager. And the reason I've picked that season is because it was quite a significant game that season on October the 26th. Again, one that's in history. I've Googled it and it gets a bit confusing, a bit conflicting, some of it. But I think I'm right in saying it was Southampton 6, Man United 3. Now, United went on to win the league that season, but it became famous because it was Man United's first game in their new grey kit. And uh, they went off at half-time, I think it was 3-0 down. There was goals in the day from Oshtenstad, Berkovic, Letizia, 
And uh, the final one in Fergie added on time was a Neville, I'm not sure if it's Phil or Gary, a Neville own goal. 6-3, but they went on in the grey kit, apparently couldn't see each other or something ridiculous like that. What, as their home kit? No, as their away, away kit. 6-3 kit. at Southampton, got battered, but they came off at half-time. Fergie made them change the kit into some <laughs> other kit, and they got fined £10,000 no. for changing the kit at half-time, and he said it was the best £10,000 he ever spent, even though they got hammered 6-3. So, yeah, classic match. And there was a match, I think recently-ish, in the European, where they wore grey, and it was the first time they'd worn grey since, since that fateful day in October 1996 Okay, we still are going to be able to do our barn of the week it just means that we're maybe going to look at some of the older faces or some hairstyles and barnets from the past we're bringing up some classics who have you gone for this week or your barn of the week well you can't not do the Liverpool team of the 1980s I mean they were barnet famous Soonus, Terry McDermott, Craig Johnston, the Australian midfield slash winger, all with uh, incredible curly barnets. But having looked at the team photo from 1981-82 season, I've gone for Ian Rush, fantastic Welsh striker. Always had that uh, signature tash, but then the pictures out had this real floppy hairstyle. So you've got they've all got their signature curly locks. And then you've got Ian at the back with that weird grin with his floppy barnet. Floppy barnet. Yeah, Ooh, floppy barnet. I have to look back at those pictures. I've gone for, obviously we're talking about the Arsenals and the Invincibles and the 2003-2004. So my barnet of the week is Arsene Wenger. Managed Arsenal for 22 years. And over 22 years, I think his barnet actually stayed pretty much the same. Luscious, wispy. Maybe just went a little bit more like a silver fox towards the end. Won three league titles and four FA Cups with Arsenal. And did you know he's now um, head of global football development at FIFA? Yes, I did, yeah. And um, he's been doing some lobbying around the old uh, VAR, hasn't he? And offside yeah. rules and stuff. Been big on lobbying on that. Yeah, so you've gone for a very luscious locks of... Ian Rush. And I've gone for the silver fox of Arsene Wenger. <laughs> That's all for this week. So we've had a little look at some of the 10 teams in the Premier League. Next week, uh, we'll be back with our final 10 that we're looking at for the Premier League's and the greatest teams of all time. So we'll see you then. Stay safe and look after yourselves.